0: The Yankees just lost a series they probably should have won. Aaron Boone got ejected for the fourth time already this season, but at least Aaron Judge has a puppy. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Locked On MLB. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on?
1: Hey, we have a Locked On crossover today. Javier Reyes in a very interesting outfit, is joining us uh, on the show a little bit later. I love Javi. And if you guys have never heard from Javi before, you're going to fall in love with him too. Again, that's coming up later on in the show. It is Friday, as you know, Fan Mail Friday, every Friday here on Locked On Yankees. You guys sent in your questions all week long. We have some questions about some trades, uh, how they might use Ben vet, what's going on with Higgy, a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, that's coming up in our second segment after our first break. But Stacy, okay. Aaron Boone got ejected again. He got ejected again. This is this is kind of wild, right? Like he is getting ejected at an, I'm not going to say alarming because I'm not alarmed, mm-hmm. but at, at a very high rate at this point, he's already been ejected four times. Uh, he was arguing balls and strikes in the third inning of last night's game. Your thoughts <laughs> on not only the ejection, but he his ejections as a whole right now.
0: Well, I think it's more magnified because he was also ejected in Toronto last week. So that's two within two weeks. And it just feels like it's becoming an every week occurrence that something is pissing him off. Yeah. You know, Um, and and there were some jokey tweets last night, like the all time list of ejections, you know, because Bobby Cox was famous for getting ejected all the time and Boone's up to 30 overall already in his six seasons. So (laughs) a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so he got ejected for fourth time this year. That leads Major League Baseball. Uh he led baseball last year with nine. So he's already almost, <laughs> he's almost halfway, halfway there. there. He's already <laughs> almost halfway there. He's gunning for that record. Uh and he co-led the American League in 2021 with six. So he's like like his projections, his yeah. projections are really charting high. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And not just that he was ejected again, this time was maybe the most animated he's gotten this season he was livid
0: i mean he had a right to be from what i was watching he had a right to be but woof! yeah he was really fired up just so mad but there's a history with the home plate ump and i think it was a culmination because it i think he ejected Matt Blake once, and I think he ejected Boone already once in the past. So there's a history with this guy. And I think that maybe we're going into the game knowing that and knowing that they had issues with his strike zone already. So that's probably why he was so fired up. It was almost like when you expect something like that and you still get really pissed off that I think that's what happened with him.
1: Um, I'm going to show you something here. This isn't going to play well for our audio listeners, obviously. Uh, But I wanted you to take a a look at this picture here from that ejection. I'm showing it on screen now. And uh, I'm going to show you another picture. I'm going to see if you can tell a difference here, Stacey. Uh, Here's the other picture.
0: (laughs) Uh, it's Taylor from Re- Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I actually watched that episode live. That's funny. I love that meme. That's one of my favorite memes of all time.
1: <laughs> is it? Am I wrong? Am I, I wrong it's though?
0: It's close. It's very close to that. It's yes. Very close.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, on a, I don't know if that's serious. I, I don't want to take this too seriously here, but Stacy, I do. Th- this is a trend. This is clearly a part of his managerial style, right? Like this is yeah. he is. You can take this in many ways. He's either over-animated
0: mm-hmm.
1: or he stands up for his guys right you right. can go in either direction i'm going to take it in this direction though. i'm going to ask you a question would you rather have a manager who gets ejected a lot or a manager who never gets ejected
0: i'd rather have a manager who gets ejected a lot because at least he's trying to stick up for his players Like if you have someone who's just passive and doesn't do anything and allows the umps, because at least Boone getting pissed at them kind of puts something in their head and you saw the strike zone change slightly after the ejection. But um, I would much rather have someone be animated because I feel like when, you know, there are reasons for up. managers getting ejected uh like i said they're sticking up for their players so i feel like i'd rather have that kind of a manager than someone who's just going to sit there and let the umps get away with whatever they want to get away with because that's already an issue
1: Let us know in the comment section which would you choose? An ump or a uh, manager who gets ejected a lot, or an manager who never gets ejected. Uh in the backdrop there, the Yankees end up losing that game three to one last night. Offense had two hits entering the ninth inning before uh, Willie Calhoun drove in the only run there in the ninth. Chalk it up to Kyle Gibson. Baumann was incredible. Uh i really impressed Mike Bauman, man. That knuckle curve is filthy. 97 up in the zone and then the knuckle curve and the 80. Like, come on, man. Just come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle
1: Gibson, seven innings, two hits of shutout baseball, four walks and three strikeouts. Last two starts where Kyle Gibson has been the best he has thrown uh, this season. So you run into a tough pitcher at that tough time right now. It's just how it goes sometimes, man. That's baseball.
0: Yeah. Um. As Pinstripe Alley said, the first game and a half of the series was great. And then it just... Went the other way.
1: <laughs> sure, sure did. But flip side here, Stace Clark Schmidt. Five I innings. My, I got my five like, innings. Yo, yeah, you got your five innings. <laughs> One run, uh five hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. You can't ask for anything else out of Clark Schmidt, right?
0: And he was victimized by the horrible strike zone. He had a end a misplay by Volpe, So it caused him to throw a few extra pitches there. So he could have, it, it would have been possible for him to go longer than five. If it wasn't for some of that stuff in the beginning of the game, it was one of the better games he's pitched all season. So, yeah. And the, the offense did offense. nothing for him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, again, you kind of ran into to Kyle Gibson there. Uh, Vayner Cano, pitched well until actually, you know what? He didn't really pitch well in this series. Yeah. I'm actually going to go out on a limb there. Uh, Maybe I'm not on a limb. He's definitely pitched did not pitch as well in this series. than he has this season. That's for sure.
0: Now Um, I want people who are watching this and people who are Yankee fans just to calm down because the Orioles are a good team. They swept Toronto this weekend. They beat Tampa two out of three when Tampa was really on their hot streak. It was the one of the first series they lost. So Mm -hmm. just they're a good team. The Yankees were in the games. You know, they could have won all three games, really, if, you know, other things went their way. So just it wasn't like they were killed by them. So everyone calm down because I know everyone thinks, oh, it's the Orioles, but they're good this year. Yeah. Like we've been saying not, all week.
1: Not your granddad's Orioles. Yeah. Or maybe You know what? It is your granddad's Orioles, depending on how old you are. That's uh, true. Yeah.
0: Could be the, yeah. the ones from the late 60s, early 70s. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: one interesting note here. Uh, We're going to talk about the Padres again later on in the show uh, with Javier Reyes, the Lockdown Padres host. But Friday's game, Stacy, will be started by number twelve prospect Randy Vasquez, who is set to make his major league debut. Of course, Vasquez is on the forty-man. Domingo Herman is still uh, on the uh, serving his suspension right now. Randy Vasquez to start.
0: Your thoughts on this column? It's interesting. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if it's their, what they're expecting out of him and how long they're going to have him in the game. If he's, did they say anything about him being an opener? Did we hear anything? Because we I, were just I assuming that heard, yeah. might I, be... As of this
1: record, we haven't heard anything.
0: Yeah. So we were both shocked when we saw it. <laughs> extremely, extremely Ex- shocked. Just, you know. If, um, if he
1: wasn't a 40 man, it wouldn't be him. Right. Yeah. Uh... It's a a way the Yankees can just handle this. I think it's just a one-and-done situation for Randy Vasquez. A little quick scouting report on him, Uh, fastball, curveball, slider, change, uh, his go-to big curveball. He can get lefties and righties out with that curve. So you might, especially if he's just opening uh, or throwing two innings or whatever, Uh, You might anticipate Randy Vasquez to throw a lot of breaking balls, a lot of curveballs, most notably in it. Uh, He's had some mixed results this season with the rail riders. Uh, He's coming off a nice outing though. Back on the 17th against Charlotte went five innings with two hits of shutout baseball, walked three and struck out five. So, and that was on the road too. So he's coming off of a good start. He told a lot of scouts, they're not sure if he's going to be a starter Uh, that's been the big questions throughout his entire minor league career is whether he's going to be a starter or reliever. Um, so we'll see him. I got to imagine he's not going long on Friday if I had to venture a guess. but again, I think it's just the, the circumstances, the Yankees are in, and this is the easiest move. Um, remember we talked about Will Warren last week and Will Warren was supposed to start later on in the week, and then they switched things around with the Rail Riders starting rotation. So Warren pitched on Tuesday, and then that was supposed to be Randy Vasquez's day. So that's why uh, that change, if you're really in the weeds watching the AAA rotation like I am. Uh, But interesting. uh, Again, I I don't think anyone should be anticipating anything crazy out of Randy Vasquez. No. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. We'll see. We'll see on Friday. That's going to be the Friday starter here if you're a college baseball fan uh, for the Yankees coming up in the San Diego Padres series who are coming to town. You can catch that Padres series this weekend and every game this season on XM. Coming up, it's Fan Mail Friday. Hey, this episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the best place to buy men's shorts and pants that come with built-in underwear. I've been wearing my first couple of pairs. They sent to some, full disclosure, and I love them. Honestly, they are super, super comfortable. And I was actually looking for some shorts for the summer, and they got my back. I look better, and I feel great while wearing my bird dogs. They're super comfortable, they're versatile, and they're cheaper than a bunch of other brands. Again, like I said, I was just looking at prices for other pairs of shorts, and these ones are super Competitive. Uh, locked on Yankees listeners have the opportunity to get some free stuff when you place your order at birddogs.com. You can go to birddogs.com/slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code Locked On M L B, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Getty style tumbler with every order. I use it for my coffee and my tea. I love it. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Back here on Locked On, Yankees. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day to the everydayers out there. We love you. Coming up on Monday, as you always know, it's Miners Monday. We're talking the top performers throughout the week on Monday's show throughout the Yankee system, so make sure you hit that subscribe button whether you're on our audio or video side. And one of the perks of being an everydayer is, of course, being a part of our Friday shows. You guys asked us some questions. We're going to answer them here today. Stacy, this first one is coming from Joseph Saganario, 7831. Food for thought. When a player on the 25-man roster plays in the minors during rehab, shouldn't they tear up the league? I've been saying for years if Hicks got sent down to the minors, he wouldn't be a productive hitter. Your thoughts? Players rarely hit well rehabbing. The excuse is getting the rust off. I'm not buying it. Should be interesting if Hicks takes a minor league contract to see what he does. At this point, Stacey, we obviously don't know uh, what Hicks, uh, the the future of Hicks uh, has in store. I'll start this one, Stace. I've said this before on the show, but I think it bears repeating minor league baseball and their players have just as much talent as major league baseball players, especially at the triple A level and the double A level. The difference between those players and major league players is consistency. Mm -hmm. The competition level in those leagues are still some of the best in the world. And some of those guys, especially pitching wise, have some legitimate stuff. Again, it's just consistency. Obviously, you have the outliers in Major League Baseball that are superstars. And those, <laughs> but I think the average Major League Baseball player is not too far off from the average double or triple A uh, player.
0: Right. I also feel like people put too much stock in rehab performances because i just want these guys to make it through the rehab performances and not hurt themselves you know i went to see this is a long time ago michael pineda do a rehab start in scranton uh nine years ago and i was just sitting there thinking i don't care if he gives up five home runs i just want him to walk out of the game and be okay so he could be back with the yeah. Yankees. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like people put too much stock in the rehab performances and think that the guys are going to come back and play just like that. They're facing guys they've never really seen before because yeah, they're.
1: That's also valid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they're not typically really doing scouting report stuff like uh, yeah. you know, on a day to day basis. Like you would look at it, obviously, and t- to try and anticipate what you're going to see. But it's not like, okay, well, this is what happened last time I faced them. And let's break down video. Yeah. They're not doing that kind of stuff. They're really making sure their bodies are right. Thank you for your question. I think that is an important uh, question to be brought up, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, next one is coming from Dano8941. Officially new every dayer. Clap it up for Dano. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on DJ LeMahieu. He was so exciting to watch in 2019. He got me back into watching the Yanks full-time, bought his official jersey and everything. I knew they would resign him, but the batting title came in a reduced season, 21 and 22. He dealt with the injuries. And as of right now, I think age may be the factor at this point. So I guess what my question is, do you think we'll ever see 2019 DJ LeMahieu again? Because so far, especially with runners in sp- uh, scoring position, I don't see the same magic. Stacy, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I don't think we're going to see 2019 DJ LeMayhew again, because it was just such a shocking <laughs> outcome. Because he comes from cores. Everyone's like, oh, cool. He's going to be our super utility player. And then he comes out and hits more home runs in that one year than he did in the previous two combined in cores. Just what? 2019 was a weird year for everyone it was the year of the juice ball guys were doing way better than they normally do and we're not going to see that from him again and I think age is playing into it I think you know he's getting dinged up more and that's affecting him as well um so yeah no I don't think we're going to see 2019 DJ LeMayhew well, you might in spurts but you're not going to see it over the course of an entire season that's done and gone It was nice when it happened it was great he was he was he was automatic with runners in scoring position I don't think I'd ever seen anything like it it was amazing and it was fun to watch him do that but yeah it's not happening again
1: I also think it's fair to say that you don't need him to be that you have Eric Judge you have Anthony Rizzo yeah uh, you have guys to I guess say pick up the slack but be the big big guys DJ just needs to fill that role um, and I think the Yankees are going to be just fine offensively. Thank you so much for being an everydayer. Welcome to the family here, and mm. uh, thanks for sending in your question. This one's coming in from speaking of family, a guy who's been around almost every day here. I think yeah. you're an everydayer, Danny Wagner, four three eight two. With Trevino expected to miss three or four weeks, if Rortfett or outplayed Higgy during that time, could we see Higgy moved? Um, one, hopefully Rortvedt's all right. Yeah, he did take a take a nasty pitch to the arm last night and ended up getting pulled and Bauer ended up hitting for him or Bowers. Um, I think it's important to say this, Stacey. And I think this goes this. I'm not trying to knock Danny Wagner whatsoever, but I think what gets lost a lot in baseball fan and trade talk stuff is you have to consider the other side. Mm-hmm. If you were trying to see, oh, if well, OK, if Rortford outplays Higgy, maybe Higgy gets moved. Whether that means trade or sent down or whatever, whatever you mean by moved. Uh, but if it is trade, you got to remember the other team receiving Higgy, would they even, would other teams want him, right? If he's not playing well, yeah. that trade market isn't hot right? Yeah. You got to remember the other side. So again, I'm not trying to knock you whatsoever. I love you, Danny. You're always in our comments and I love that. Um, but I think this kind of just goes for all of baseball fandom. You got to remember the other side of trades. Yes, you want it to help your club, but clubs aren't just giving something up for free, right? They, they got to get something back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, and it's also important to know that or note that they did that trade and got Wart vet and then he came over hurt which is why they got Trevino. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm,
0: So (laughs) it's just kind of funny that Trevino wasn't even supposed to be with the Yankees. It was supposed to be Rort being Higgy's backup. It's just odd how things have turned out.
1: Uh, We got two more here. So let's go ahead and try and burn through these. This is coming from Shedgenuzzi. Please tell me how to say your name. I say it wrong every week whenever you send these in. Uh, what do the Yankees need to acquire the most in any midseason trade, a high leverage reliever, a closer? I suppose any discussion has to be tempered with who they could give up and who they could get. Stacey, uh, I think right now I don't know, the bullpen's really good. You know, overall, I mean you're never gonna knock getting a closer, right? Right. So I think that I know. Yankee fans are climbing, clamoring for a regular solid left fielder. I've said this time and time again. Yankees fans are are not unique by comparison to other franchises fans. Everybody wants a left of left fielder, a regular left field. is a position that is in flux in a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not unique in your wants in that regard. Stacy, if you could want one thing at the uh, trade deadline, what is it?
0: Another left-handed bat. <laughs> hmm.
1: Just another left-handed bat. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if Oswaldo Cabrera turns it on, probably don't really need it.
0: True. Although, like I said the other day, I feel like he needs to go to AAA for a little bit, get... Get some reps and then come back up. That's the Donaldson move. We might Mm -hmm. see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Last one here. Thank you again for your question. It's from teacher Sama two weeks in a row. Uh, Now that they have finally DFA'd Hicks, do you see Donaldson having the same treatment given that Chaparro is AAA's monster, or do you see the manager going for a left fielder from a seller team before the trade deadline? Uh, Also, do you think they'll work with Cabrera to make adjustments to the plate or they use him as bait for a trade? I think uh, on that latter part, both can be true at the same time. I yeah. think the Yankees will obviously keep working with Oswaldo and try and get him right. And remember, he didn't have a ton of AAA time. Uh, I don't think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Remember, because he missed a lot of the twenty twenty two season with a forearm injury, I believe, or it was a shoulder injury, throwing shoulder injury. So he didn't have a ton of time at AAA by the time he was called up last year. So um, that I think uh, kind of gets lost in the shuffle because he's been with the Yankees for so long. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're gonna give Donaldson the old Hicks treatment?
0: no i don't think so because he's getting paid a lot more money than hicks like his contract's a lot more money is just one more year and i feel like you just ride it they're just gonna ride it yeah, yeah. i would be that would be a really shocking thing yeah. i mean i was shocked about hicks but them dfaing donaldson would be really because i mean he is he's getting a lot of a lot more money than hicks was and i don't see them eating that much money
1: if you have any answers for any of these questions, you can always drop them in our comments here on the YouTube side. If you're an audio listener, the YouTube link is in the episode description. Leave your questions for Fan Mail Fridays every Friday. You can catch the Padres series over the weekend here on Sirius XM with John and Susan. Coming up, we have Javier Reyes from Lockdown Padres to talk about that upcoming series and the Padres.
0: Have you ever forgotten about a free trial subscription and then ended up paying for it? Rocket Money can help you with that. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't use. Most Americans think they spend $80 a month on subscriptions, but the total is actually closer to $200. Rocket Money also helps you manage your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can track your budget in real time and get alerted if anything looks off. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. So the Yankees are facing the San Diego Padres this weekend, and we did a crossover with Javi Reyes, and he talked to us about Fernando Tatis Jr. and the struggling Padres offense.
1: The thing for you guys this season, right, has obviously you were kind of banking on getting Tatis back, and you did, and he's been a nice addition because it's Fernando Tatis Jr., and of course that's Mm -hmm. a nice addition, but it hasn't given the jolt, right? It hasn't really uh, amplified the Padres to where they need to be. Am I correct in saying that?
2: That is absolutely correct. Um, And Tatis, for the most part, while he has been a jolt, he's had a lot more productive outs. So while you might look at his slash line, he's walking a lot less. He's striking out a lot less, but his on-base percentage isn't very good. His slugging is good. He's been able to get some extra base hits, but not quite the MVP form of Tatis we've had so far. But the jolt is there. He's speedy on the base paths. He's still got a little bit of swagger swinging at some ridiculous pitches every now and then, but he's still been nice. Uh, And more importantly, which I think maybe uh, Yankees fans might not realize, um, but his defense has been easily the best thing. I think that's probably happened um, just in terms of like an individual aspect on the team uh, for the Padres in total this year. He's outs above average. He's in the top percentile. Sprint speed, everything. He's been awesome. His jump, he he can throw guys out. So do not try and test his arm. He absolutely is capable of that. Um, So he's been a nice addition, even if not at an MVP level, which of course, as I brought up on my show, um, Padres fans really just loved attacking everyone that said maybe he won't be an MVP player uh, his first year. Just maybe. I, I know that like, Like Truly, that's an awful take to think that a guy post-injury and post-suspension might not be the 160 WRC-plus MVP player his first year. I know that that's crazy, and like Mm -hmm. we should absolutely make fun of people for having a different opinion. It's really healthy and productive. Um, But that's been the case with Tatis. So while he's been a good addition, just hasn't been enough, and it's not his fault. It's just a total across-the-board issue with the team, and that's just been their offense. Their pitching's been fine. I know I just mentioned that they blew this lead to the Nationals over the course of this recording, but their pitching has, for the most part, been pretty solid. Um, starting pitching was apparently, or what was thought to be, the weakness on this team, and that hasn't really been the case so far. But offense, man. Oh, like, I, I I put on the Yankees games every now and then because I just like to have baseball games on. And since the Padres are usually later, like, it it really must be cool like to just randomly have, you know, I, heck, IKF. I feel like has had some hits for you guys. You know, Harrison Bader has come up and been clutch for you guys. You mentioned him earlier. Anthony Rizzo's a 300 batting average guy again. Like the Padres just haven't gotten anyone really, except for maybe Juan Soto since the beginning of May. And no one has played up to what their typical standards are. It's been really tough to watch.
0: What would you say the biggest issue is? Is it runners in scoring position? Is it just the whole shebang they just can't get anything done or is that a real problem
2: during this game that uh happened while we were recording there was a moment in which the the san diego padres the 2023 san diego only team in san diego padres had the bases loaded with a 3-0 count i would like you guys to guess how many runs they scored
1: i'm scared to say I
0: know, based too.
2: on
1: the jester's face <laughs>
2: Zero. That is correct. They scored (laughs) zero runs. That is only one instance. It might be one of the greatest. And the fact that they're losing this right now, it's coming back to haunt them. But there's been other times. Manny Machado grounding into two double plays. Their first series against the Dodgers with runners in scoring position. Boom. He grounds into two old plays. And now he's hurt. And also, by the way, in this game, Hasan Kim is hurt. Dare I say the only player that has played up to what his expectations are. Uh, He got... Uh, Limped off the field so that's just again not good stuff from the Padres but runners in scoring position they don't put together productive outs Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is they don't put the ball in play they don't make things happen they strike out they don't even do a sack fly right I'm not asking for Grand Slam Diego to make it make a return but they are one of the least productive teams with runners in scoring position runners bases loaded whatever it is they hit the ball just poorly. It's foul balls. Trent Grisham just goes up there and swings through any fastball. It could be from Corey Kluber right now. I don't care, he'll still swing through it. He just <laughs> it's it, it's really tough. Nelson Cruz, who started off the season hot, albeit with a 380 babbitt, which is why he regressed, right. but I expected him to, you know, at least be okay. Unfortunately, he's regressed to what he was last year and I swear that guy decides before he gets up to the plate, what he's going to do. He just like, I'm going to swing at every pitch, take my three hacks and sit down. <laughs> That's what Nelson Cruz has been like on this team. And and don't get me wrong. It hasn't been all bad. Matt Carpenter has been an okay addition for the team. Former Yankee. Um, they kind of unlocked him last year. Hasn't been an all-star or anything, but a productive kind of uh tertiary piece. Damn, I said that word again. People <laughs> keep bringing up that. I keep saying tertiary so much um, piece for this lineup, but Runners and scoring position is the number one thing, Uh, but even still as a whole, batting average, they're still low. I I don't have the ranks right in front of me. I can pull them up, but uh, just in terms of all the things that encompass offense, um, with the exception of maybe Xander Bogart to start to the season, when he was literally the best F4 player in the league, to Soto's beginning of May, aside from those two things, uh, this team is not clutch. It looks not disciplined at the plate. And there's been moments where you see them all joking around in the clubhouse. And I don't mind that stuff usually. Like I don't, but I know a lot of people do, especially mm. in the middle of the game after you're getting swept by the Dodgers and your manager yeah. just called you out and run Dor, another former Yankee. Uh, and then Tatis and Soto and Manny are just kind of making jokes and whatnot. It just doesn't come off right. And it's been,
1: it's been about as bad, I think, as it could be. Many thanks to Javi Reyes for joining us with his jester hat. Uh, (laughs) For our audio listeners, that dude is something else. I love Javi. Uh, we want to thank you guys again for making On Yankees your first listen of the day. Again, you can catch the Padres series all weekend here on Sirius XM, just like the entire season on Sirius XM. Coming up on Monday, it's Miners Monday. As always, we're going to chat about the top performers in the Yankees system. So make sure to hit subscribe on audio and on video. And that's going to do it for today's and this week's Locked On Yankees. I'm Steve Granato.
0: And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you on Monday.